0: Today is Monday, August 16th, 2021. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we're talking Kyle Larson's Knoxville Nationals victory, a big money score for Brandon Overton, the Summer Nationals weekend, and more. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons, depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now let's get going. The 60th Knoxville Nationals are complete, as uh, and as many probably predicted, including my own win-picking formula, actually, Kyle Larson came through for his first-ever Nationals title. He started third, worked his way forward, took the lead from Donnie Schatz on lap 25 right before the fuel stop, and held the field at bay over the final half to score the $176,000 win. He got $150K for the W and an extra 26 dollars for leading 26 laps. Donny Schatz finished second, Brad Sweet third, Gio Selzy fourth, and Logan Shuhart was fifth. It was yet another incredible performance for Larson in a season that has been full of them. 2020 was about quantity for young money, and 2021 has very much been about quality. The 46 wins last season were remarkable, but I personally think 2021 has been more impressive. The Chili Bowl, Coke 600, Prairie Dirt Classic, Kings Royal, and now the Knoxville Nationals. He's stacking up crown jewels like he's royalty and we're running out of big-time races he hasn't won. I'm not sure we've ever seen a season like this from a driver, and we might never see it again. I know we said that last season, but again, this is more impressive. The combination of teams and cars that Larson has put together for himself are incredible and have allowed him to win at any moment in any division, and more is still possible this season, including a very good shot at his first-ever NASCAR Cup championship. In the Saturday Night feature, he showed incredible control, going hard when he had to, and being patient and protecting when necessary. Donnie Schatz took two Hail Mary shots at him late, but with the rubber down around the bottom, Larson did everything he needed to do to secure the win. You can tell in victory lane how much the win meant to him as he was choked up talking to Mike Roberts in his interview. You haven't seen that from Larson before through all the kind of winning that he's done. This was one he wanted really bad, and it showed. Behind Larson, there were plenty of other storylines from the weekend. Friday night saw Rico Abreu, Anthony Macri, Shane Stewart, and Brock Zierfoss all secure spots in the Saturday feature. It was a nice recovery for Stewart after his prelim night and a fantastic performance for a guy who basically doesn't drive race cars anymore. The battle of the weekend was definitely the one for the final transfer spot in the Saturday B-Main. Sheldon Hoddenshield somehow beating Spencer Basin back to the line and not ending up completely wadded up afterwards was something for the ages. It was complete heartbreak for Baston, but what a drive and a move from Sheldon to get into the big show. He parlayed it into a top 10 finish in the feature as well. I felt all season long like we should be seeing more wins from Gio Selzy, but sitting on the Nationals pole, leading laps, and finishing fourth to basically three legends shows how talented he is. There's definitely more to come from Gio, and kudos to Bernie Stubgen for getting both his cars into the Saturday A main. Crew chiefing Gio's 18 and his own car with Stewart, that's one hell of a feat. Also, I'm disappointed for Carson Macedo. I think that without that Thursday crash, he would have been a factor on Saturday night. He was quickly into the top 10 in the feature, but did stall out and finished ninth. I was also impressed with what Casey Kane got done this week in the Roth 83. To get the late call and end up with a Nationals top 10 was pretty incredible. We'll have to wait and see who pilots that car going forward, but I'd say Kane has made a nice case for himself. Overall, it was an incredible week of racing from Knoxville. Hopefully, you got a chance to watch it, and if you haven't, go hop into the on-demand section of DirtVision. You certainly won't be disappointed. Later in the week, we'll jump back into the World of Outlaws season, but for now, we'll just bask in the awesomeness that was the 60th Knoxville Nationals. Lucas O'Le Model Dirt Series was in action over the weekend with big money on the line at Florence Speedway for the North-South 100. Following Friday night's heat races, points leader Tim McCready was on the pole of Saturday's 100-lapper with Michael Chilton to his outside. McCready stayed out front through the opening stretch, but third starting Brandon Overton was stalking him. With the two into lap traffic, Overton was able to sneak by and take the top spot on lap 22. From there, he went unchallenged for the remainder of the race, eventually winning by 4.7 seconds over McCready, with Jonathan Davenport third, Jimmy Owens fourth, and Josh Rice completing the top five. It was a weekend sweep for Overton, and it pushed his Lucas win total to four for 2021. We also had impressive drives from nick hoffman who went 21st to 7th after transferring in from a b main and stormy scott was hard charger starting 24th and finishing 9th in the battle for the lucas championship mccready finishing in front of his nearest rivals extended his points lead to 175. that means that davenport trails by something between 30 and 35 positions depending on future results there are 22 race nights left in the season but not all those will pay points On average through the remainder of the year, Davenport probably needs to best McCready by about two positions per night to pull even for the title. Hudson O'Neill has slowly slid out of the battle. He sits 255 points out in third. Kyle Bronson and Jimmy Owens complete the top five. The run of big money races for Lucas continues this weekend with the topless 100 at Batesville. We'll have more on that later in the week. And something i wonder about uh, as we were kind of in the midst of the knoxville nationals this weekend it felt like on social media that the entire dirt world was focused on knoxville and not really much else even with 50 grand on the line not many were talking about what was happening with lucas at florence with the perceived split along division lines you would have expected that late model fans would have been focused on what was happening away from knoxville and that chatter about florence and the summer nationals would have been more prevalent but it just wasn't The sprint car side does a much better job on social across the board from the series, the drivers, fans, the media people, and I think that's a big miss for the late model community. On a weekend like we just had, they were completely drowned out. And even looking at my own content, the sprint car stuff just does better. In my top 20 YouTube videos by views, very few are late model focused. It's a shame because there's been some great late model racing this season and there are some fun personalities but for whatever reason, it just doesn't get the attention. Drop me a comment, and let me know what you think about this topic. I know the audience is there. There was a packed grandstand at Florence and things like Hunt the Front's YouTube channel shows it. But why doesn't the late model community buy in? Where was your attention at this weekend? Let me know in the comments below. With the summer nationals over the weekend, Brandon Shepard and Bobby Pierce split the wins at Highland and Peevely On Friday at Highland, Pierce and Shepard put on a great show battling at the front for much of the race. Shepard had taken the lead at one point, but a timely caution gave the top spot back to Pierce, and then later, a timely caution went the other way and put Shepard out front for good. Contact between the B5 and the 32 with 12 to go nearly sent Pierce around, and that ended up being the difference. Sheppy drove away to the $10,000 victory with Pierce second, Tanner English third, Garrett Albertson fourth, and Ashton Winger fifth. On Saturday night at Peebly, Young Logan Martin led the field to green from the pole, but he collided with the lap car of Jethroff. Jeff Roth, excuse me, just seven laps deep, which sent him into the wall and ended his night. That handed the lead to Darren Klein for the impending restart, but Pierce slipped past him into turns one and two, and that was it. Pierce drove away to his 12th win of 2021 and $10,000. Sheppy finished second, Ashton Winger third, Shannon Babb fourth, and Gordy Gundaker was fifth. With uh, just four races left in the season, Pierce extended his series points lead over English and Winger. And with the Modifieds, Nick Hoffman was absent this weekend competing in the Lucas shows at Florence with Scott Bloomquist. That opened the door for some other drivers to shine. Friday night at Highland, it was Mike Harrison bagging the win. And Saturday at Peebly, young Brandon Bollinger scored his first ever Modified Nationals win. Both the late models and Modifieds are off today and tomorrow with the stretch to the end starting Wednesday at Butler Motor Speedway. From there, they race Thursday at I-96, Friday at Tri-City, and close out the year on Saturday at Merritt. Other weekend late model winners included Jimmy Mars at Red Cedar Speedway, Ross Bales in Carolina Class Action at Carolina Speedway, Michael Page with the Southern All-Stars at Talladega Short Track, Peyton Looney with the MLRA at Lake Ozark, and Kyle Hardy in a Super at Hagerstown. For more from the late model weekend, check out dirtondirt.com. Other weekend open wheel winners included an MSCS uh, sweep for Chase Stockin at Terre Haute and Hobstop. Stop me if you heard this one before. Justin Sanders won at Ocean. Carl Bowser won at Sharon, Andy Forsberg at Placerville, and Nate Dussel won at Fremont in Fast Series Action. For more from the Open Wheel Weekend, check out tjslideways.com. There are two items on the streaming schedule for today. Speed Sport has sprint cars from Coos Bay Speedway, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.